0: And welcome to the ADHD Friendly Podcast. I'm Patty Blinderman. I'm an ADHD coach, professionally certified. I'm also the founder and facilitator of the ADHD POM Coaching Group. POM stands for Personal Owner's Manual. If you want more information on that, you can check out my website, addpositivefocus.com slash palm P-O-M. Into today's episode. Today, we're going to be talking about success journals and why they are an essential skill for ADHD brain wiring. I'm going to give you an overview of how everybody's brain is wired for negativity and how everybody can benefit from a success journal practice. But this is again, essential for those of us with ADHD brains. So, Let's begin with negativity. Gonna dig in here. Our brains are wired for negativity, and that's true for everybody. If you have ADHD, it is only made worse. We tend to focus on negatives, and when we do, we literally are creating those negative neurochemicals such as the adrenaline, which is that fight or flight response, or cortisol, which is created from stress and anxiety. And those chemicals stay in our body far longer than the positive ones. We need to literally look for ways to build up the connection to positivity more easily. Dr. Martin Seligman did a study and what he did was he had participants write three successes a day for two weeks. Each night, just recording three a day. And the participants that participated in this study shared that 92% of them reported feeling happier within 15 days. The participants found that these results lasted at least six months. And many of the participants decided to continue the practice after the study ended, because the results impacted them in such a positive way. I always challenge participants of my personal owner's manual group to begin their success journal. I call it the foundation of starting your own POM, the personal owner's manual. And I talk about how to go about that. And I share the study, but then I go into what your journal might look like. So I'm going to talk about physical journals. You can certainly do this in your notes app or a Word doc. Absolutely. But I'm going to, for our purposes today, talk about a physical success journal and how to select one. So if you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to be describing these. But if you want to see what I'm referring to, you can always go back and find me on YouTube at ADHD Friendly, um, where you'll be able to see the different examples I am going to be sharing. So I prefer a smaller success journal. I've been writing in journals, sharing my successes, so I remember them for years. And I prefer basically the six by eight or six by nine size, so a junior notebook size. And this is the one that I just finished up with last week, and this is why this topic came into being it's a Snoopy journal. Snoopy is um, one of my absolute favorite things. I love all things Snoopy. And when I filled it up, I have a number of journals because a lot of my friends and family members know that I like to write in my journal. And so I've gotten a number of journals over the years. It takes me a while to fill them up because I, I literally use it just to write down three short things every day. And so I pulled out my new journal. And I had a couple to choose from. And so I picked this one. It has a little um, tag. It's again, it's a six by nine journal and it's lined um, as opposed to a blank one. So that's one of the the things I'll ask you to notice. Do you like to have the structure of lines to write on or do you like a big open space? I have a number of clients and colleagues that tell me that they like the open space. They'll like to draw sketches. They don't want to be, um, restricted to writing inside the lines, if you will, I tend to write, um, pretty messy. (laughs) Um, and lines just helps me to write a little bit more neatly. If I don't have lines, I tend to write diagonally and it just looks like a mess and it doesn't pull me back in to want to keep it up. So I prefer lines, but I, I do ask you just to notice if lines would be the way to go for you, or if you prefer something, um, without lines. And then notice the feel of the paper with ADHD brainwiring, We can be really sensitive to how something looks and feels. So do you like the look of the paper? Do you like the way that the paper feels in your hands? I am one of those that is very sensitive to it. So if I don't like the feel of the paper, I'm not going to write on it. Um, I guess that sounds a little bit like a paper snob, but it, it just is. I, I, I try to notice if I feel resistance and I pay attention to that because what I know is that resistance over time will result in me just dropping off and not doing it anymore. So I resist rough paper that doesn't write smoothly. Um, I'm going to hold up for those of you listening. I'm just showing the entry. This is my new journal and the date is Monday, October 18th, 2021. When I write in it each night, the next day I write number one. And I start my, my journal with the first thing I fill in, which for me is always my two minute exercise goal. I like to check it off. That's a first success or celebration that I get to put in there every day, whether or not I did it. And then I also track, I'm trying to eat more fruits and vegetables. That's just something I, I make a little prompt in there. Number one, I write two minutes in a checkbox. I have a checkbox for fruit and then a checkbox for veggies. And that's just the first thing that I check in to celebrate. And then I write a number two. I do this every night. It's set up for the next day. It makes it easier for me to write in my journal because it pulls me in because I, I think of this as like a blanking cursor on an open Word document. It's literally waiting for me to go ahead and fill it in. It makes it easier. So I do this because it makes it far more likely I'm going to fill it out. If I have to open it up and start on a blank page, it's just a little more resistant. So it makes it more likely I'm going to just put it aside and decide, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to wait. So you'll notice that there's nothing checked off or filled in when I went to do this on the 18th on Monday, I put it aside and I actually did that a few times. I've been trying to use this one for about a week and I've only written in it two out of the last seven days. And Monday was kind of the, um, the tipping point when I realized the reason I'm not writing in it is the, the one that I just finished was a spiral journal. This one is not. So that means because it's not spiral, I couldn't leave it open to the page easily. And so I would just close it and put it on my pillow, which is what I do every night so that I have to literally move it to my nightstand. So it's just easier for me. Cause it gives me that, that I call it a pause point. It gives me that place where I'm picking it up and moving it. And I can decide in that moment, that I'm touching it. Do I want to write in it or do I just want to put it aside and go to sleep with my spiral journal? I would pick it up and write in it because again, I can see the prompt. I can see it's already set up for me. And I'm just going to go ahead and write down my successes with this one. It was closed. Apparently opening it up as silly as that might sound created too much resistance for me to do it easily. So I found more days than not. I was putting it down and that that's not sustainable over time. So I looked at my other journals. And so I'm going to highlight this again. When I opened this one, it actually, and I'm showing, it doesn't lie flat. And that didn't work. So I found another journal that a friend of mine gave. That's just a beautiful journal, just gorgeous. I love this journal, but again, it's not spiral. It does lie flat, but what I noticed with the one I've already been trying to do is I have to close it because it's not spiral. And if I have to open it, I'm just not going to do it. So I went ahead and ordered on Monday when I noticed that a new journal, I got a new snippy one, but I have to say now that I've (laughs) opened it, I realized I don't need to, this was a bit more expensive because of the peanuts, um, characters being on it. I don't even need that next time because it always stays open. And so I'm just going to hold it up and I'm going to read it for those of you just listening. I wrote down the date for yesterday, Tuesday, October 19th. And you can see like my prompt. And then I went ahead and I filled it in last night. And then I filled out for today, my prompt for tonight. And then this goes on my pillow with my pen on top of it. And I just leave it there. I don't have to set a reminder. I don't have to do anything else. It just, when I get up in the morning, I put it on my pillow when I, go to bed at night. It's already there. And I pick it up. And because this prompt is here waiting for me, like my little blinking cursor, I am so much more likely just to pick it up. Especially if I did my two minute exercise, I'm like, Oh, oh, I want to check that off. I want to get credit. It gives me that little dopamine hit in my reward center that I am being pulled into filling it out. And then I keep going. So I just want to highlight some of the, you know, I wanted to talk through some of those examples just to get you thinking About what would work for you? What would the ideal journal look like? I always encourage people go into a store that you can physically feel them. Barnes and Noble, Target, wherever you want to go to look at the journals, hold them in your hand. Notice how you, the, the feel of it hits you notice when you open it up, do you like the feel of the pages? Do you like the layout? Do you want it to be blank? Do you want it to have a spiral binding? Notice what's going to work for you experiment if this is interesting to you to try i really encourage you experiment like i did with my brand new journal if i expected myself to keep trying to use the one that didn't open up so i could see the next day's prompt i can guarantee you i would fall off this routine really easily and i would probably have done this before stop using it for a year or two even before i would pick it back up again and so i was able to notice what was getting in the way And just go ahead and and allow myself to get a journal that I would use. So just notice what's going to work for you. I I encourage you, if this interests you, to just experiment with it in an ADHD-friendly way. What will help you just to start with your successes to capture them? What's the easiest way for you to just begin? And then dive in, give it a try and notice how it works. So that's just a a beginning introduction to success journals. I have no doubt. I'll talk about this again, because this is just one of my favorite things. And I have a couple of different variations on them. So I'll, I'll share those in future episodes. That's all for today on our next episode. I'm going to be talking about pill sorters. Yeah. And how you might think about finding one that's ADHD friendly for you to use. So I'm going to have different, different types, different configurations, different designs of pill pill sorters. I'll talk through them to try to describe them for those of you that will be listening and also have the visual recording so that you can see the example. So we're going to dive into that and have some fun, just seeing which if, if you need to have a way to organize, to remember to take your medication or your vitamin supplements, what might make that a little bit more ADHD friendly for you to keep up with. So that's all for today. I hope you have a great rest of your day. That's ADHD friendly. Tally Hill.